Thank you for joining us on a review edition of the Comics Pals podcast. This time we are here to talk about Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. Hopefully I got that right. Now here's the thing you didn't realize, podcast listeners. You have paid for a ticket for 4DX laser podcasting. Now, what this means is your uh, your chair, your seat, wherever you are, is going to move around like you're on a roller coaster. So, if you have a drink without a lid, a hot beverage, uh, say nachos, popcorn, you're going to want to keep hold of those. Any small children that are listening to the podcast, you're going to want to get rid of them. We can't have small children in the theater, in the podcast theater, the theater of the mind, obviously, during this podcast. 4DX, I cannot stress this enough, is so dangerous. Okay. <laughs> there will be spit. Yep. There will be air blown at you. Uh-huh. Flashing lights, if you're uh, strobe strobe sensitive, you're fucked. Oh. And if you have to go to the bathroom, you're going to have to go where you're standing. Oh, I didn't know it was that bleak. I'd say, that's 4D, that's 4D cinema of the mind, baby. 2020, all senses. If you're listening to this, vision. you're definitely in the splash zone if you're listening to this, so be careful. All right. I don't know what the hell just happened, but <laughs> I do That was know. the warning trailer for the podcast. All right. Great. Uh, so, Birds of Prey, uh, we're going we're gonna to start this with a little game we like to play here. Where um, we are going to guess the scores for the movie. So we're going to guess the tomato meter and we're going to guess the audience score. Now, I, of course, know the scores already because I have to run the game. Hopefully, you guys, you two don't know the scores. And uh, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Tomato meter and audience score. I'm going to say the tomato meter. I'm going to say it's about 75. I'm going to say the audience score. Oh, it's got to got to have been review bombed. I'm going to say I'm going to say about a 50. Okay. I don't I don't yeah. think this was review bombed cuz I feel like no one cares about this movie. It doesn't have like the 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 heat that like a last Jedi did. See, I just assume they're doing it on principle now. It wasn't on principle then, I don't think. I, we talked about this when that movie came out. I think people just it's uh, trolling, you know. If there's no heat, there's no heat. Um, I'm going to say uh, the review average from critics is like an 85, 86%. And I'm going to say the fan meter is like a 79%. What was that uh, fan meter percent? 79. Okay. Well, you definitely win. Uh, so, out of 248 counted reviews from uh, reviewers, from critics, it's got 82% fresh. That's close. God damn. That's close. And out of 2,200 audience reviews, it's got 84%. Oh, I was close on both counts. So, and- yeah, much better than I think we probably would have anticipated going into this film on either one of those uh, meters. Congratulations, Phil. If the listeners see pod, uh, podcast confetti 
falling and your your chair shaking it's the the rumble of applause don't be don't be alarmed <laughs> stupid as joke. of now this movie has made 33.8 million um which is fine um we'll see how that we'll see how that tracks going forward um it was it was projected to make uh, fifty to fifty-five million. Warner Brothers would have been happy with uh forty-five million. I should say, as of now, it hasn't made thirty-three point eight. That's what the projection is now. Uh, that's the projection for the whole weekend. Yeah, that's the projection for the weekend. Whoa. Yeah. On the main show, we talked about the comparison between that and Suicide Squad, which made over a hundred million uh in its opening weekend. So, not too too good, but. Uh, as we just discussed, the ratings for the film are high. So let's talk about what we thought about the film. Let's talk about our spoiler-free Ooh. impressions of Birds of Prey. Oh, spoiler-free. Okay, yeah. I should have known this. We've done this a thousand times, and I was surprised, <laughs> like, <laughs> just jumping into you, it. You know, I I forgot how to play the tomato meter game, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, spoiler-free, I actually was pleasantly surprised i went in not wanting to see the movie at all Mm -hmm. and when the film started i i felt myself be annoyed but then as the film progressed i gradually realized actually you know what i think i kind of like this Mm. As I was thrown from my 4DX uh, cinema chair. I saw this film in uh, 4DX. And um, if you ever have the opportunity, don't. It's like riding a roller coaster, but with a a film. It's terrible. I've heard that that is a fun film-going experience for movies like Hobbs and Shaw. If you like Whiplash... It's great. Good for a car I movie. I love Whiplash. That's a great movie. Not my tempo. I thought it was fine. Um, this was a movie that I feel like should have been character driven with fun character interactions. So, like, all the characters are kind of unlikable. And that's like the gimmick from a movie like Ocean's Eleven. Where mm. characters like George Clooney and Brad Pitt and, and, and so forth, they're, they're unlikable, but the dialogue is clever enough that you kind of, it, it makes it fun. But this movie felt like it was plot driven. And so I feel like the character interactions suffered for it and the plot wasn't interesting enough because it was a really simple premise of a plot, uh, that it wasn't meaty enough to carry it. And so, like, it doesn't really leave for much. It, there's not much to it, and that's not inherently bad. But it's just, it's just fine. It's fine. Hmm. Um, I I enjoyed Margot Robbie. Um, I never saw Suicide Squad, so this is my first time seeing her as the Harley Quinn. She was, she was... Oh, that's why you feel uh, the way you do. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, because hmm. if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, this movie would be a breath of fresh air. Oh, yeah, it was fine. This movie, 
Uh, she was pretty good, and I thought Ewan McGregor was pretty good. I liked he was he seemed like he had fun with it. Hmm. So. Yeah, I think that's that's probably true uh, about Ewan McGregor. Um. So. I. I I don't want to say I liked it because I don't think I did, but I also didn't hate it. And I think it was competently made. Like, I think it was made well. And mm. there were definitely things about it that I did like. But overall, uh, I felt like I was reading a comic book that I wouldn't read. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It, it, it felt like how... It felt like my impression of reading Excalibur. Where it was like, things happen and it was fine. Yeah. It, it definitely... It definitely felt like a lot of things were happening. There was a lot happening all over the place. Um, and that makes sense because Harley is a very chaotic character. And so the film definitely marched to the beat of her drum. But I don't necessarily know that that speed and that cadence worked as well for the other characters. So the Birds of Prey, I don't think were served as well by having to keep up because uh, I don't feel like the other actors I think everyone was was did their job well but I don't think that they were allowed the space to shine the way that Margot Robbie does and that's to the detriment of the rest of these characters when you're trying to establish hmm. them as characters we're supposed to care about. This movie already had a perception problem it had a problem of, okay, so this is just Harley Quinn dragging three other characters along, you know, through her movie. And it feels like that. And even though everybody gets a shot here or there, for the most part, I felt like they were underserved. Yes, um, 100%. I, really, I was really displeased with Black Mask. Uh, he was – so the Black Mask character in the comics is definitely crazy. But mm. not this way, not in this, not this type of crazy. And I wished that he was a little, there was more there, I guess. Um, I hated what they did with Zaz. We'll talk about that more later. Um, overall, I thought that what they were going for, what they were trying to do worked. I just didn't like what they were trying to do most of the time. Um, I will throw in, the movie looked nice. There was a lot of bright colors. Like, the palette was interesting. Yes. The cinematography was interesting. Like, it looked yes. nice. I think all that's true. I think it's a really good-looking movie. I, I was really pleased with the colors, and I thought they did some interesting things. The directing was, was, was actually compelling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh, I, I did want to shout out... Uh, Journey Smollett-Bell, I thought she did a great job as Dina Lance. I really liked her in this movie. I didn't yeah. realize she was the girl from Full House, which was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked her in this film. And yeah, Wait, so... Is it Dina? Yeah. I thought it was Dinah. It is. Dinah. It's Dinah. Okay. okay, sure. Dinah. <laughs> okay. I was just going to let it slide. <laughs> that, that was a sincere... Uh, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, so let's just give our ratings and, and then we can jump into the, 
spoiler section. Oh, oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I think I'd give this uh, a high seven, low eight. Nice. Well, Phil? 6.9 out of 10. All right. I think it's a. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a seven. I think we're I all on the same that, page here, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. I think it's fine. It's fine. it's fine. That's yeah. that's that was my, so, my summary yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. If if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, and you care about you may s- feel uh you may feel a tingle of air on the back of your neck. That's that's the 4DX cinema. <laughs> pushing you away so that you can go off and, and listen to another episode of the Comics Pals podcast. Sean, uh, Kale, how was your restroom experience there? At some point, this is going to end. It just has to, right? Just get me out of here, please. <laughs> uh, restroom was fine. <laughs> Nothing new. Cool. Great. All right. So uh, let's let's jump into the spoiler section. The first thing I want to talk about is the way that the movie is presented with regard to time, right? So it's not told mm. in a linear fashion by any stretch. Mm. It jumps around a lot, and you are introduced to characters out of order, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, so you might see, you know, for example, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, or the one, the perfect example that I can think of is. Uh, Dinah Lance calling um, uh, Montoya Montoya on the phone and we don't even know exactly who she is yet or why she's making this phone call or what the what the interaction there is and then it's not for a few scenes that we learn how she gets into the mix Mm -hmm. and what her origin story is so I actually thought that that was a pretty effective way of telling the story but also keeping a very quick pace because they never got too bogged down in any one character's business at any one particular time. Mm. How'd that work for you guys? I think at first I wasn't crazy about it uh, because it the way it's presented in the film is it's Harley Quinn telling the story. Yeah. And – and and like I said, you know, at the beginning of the film, I I was very um, annoyed by the whole thing and the fact that she would go, hmm, oh wait, there's this one thing I have to tell you about, and then it would cut to a different thing. I I I, I found that kind of uh, not jarring, but I found the idea of it kind of annoying. Like that was the way it was being presented. But then, like, for me, the fact that, well, Harley is telling the story, and that's how she would tell the story, like, that worked for me. And I don't know if by the time the end of the movie came, I was really being Stockholm syndromed into anything to distract me from the fact that I was flying across the theater. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I have read some reviews of people saying they were uh, confused by the narrative structure of the movie. But yeah. I don't think it was that big of a deal. Um, was it executed well? I, that, that I think that's a reasonable question. But I, I think structurally, it, it, was, it was fine. Um, I was able to kind of 
I was kind of able to um, accept it because of the Harley Quinn thing. Because there are other mm. movies that do this sort of thing. Pulp Fiction jumps around its narrative a lot. Yeah. Uh, Memento has jumped around, was famous, famously jumped around its narrative a lot. Um, to what end with this movie? I don't know. It kind of felt like a Deadpool thing, which that irritated me a little. But I, I could, I, I was able to accept it for what it was because what it was was an unreliable narrator who um, is a famous, famously psychopathic murderer telling a story of of how they got to this point in the narrative um right and it like everything else in the movie was fine yeah (laughs) yeah um the movie definitely had a strong focus on harley uh from the word go they needed to explain how she kind of gets from not not exactly how, but in a loose way, how she gets from Suicide Squad to this. And I thought that that was fine. I didn't love her blowing up the, the chemical plant. I, it was that was, a, that was a tough pill to swallow. Um, I didn't go into this movie thinking so much about Deadpool. And maybe if I had, it would have been easier for me to, to adjust myself to that speed. Yeah. Um. But her doing that just felt really silly and ridiculous. And that was the earlier portion of the movie was harder for me to deal with. Yeah. The the more I got into what the movie was doing and the cadence and flow and sort of not turning my brain off, but accepting that, okay, this is going to be crazy and loony and, and weird. Things got easier, but... In the early game, it was like, ah, man, what the heck is this? Why is everything so close to to everything else? Montoya is like a, a block away from the explosion somehow. You know, um, it just felt like everything was happening within a five-minute radius or a five-minute period of each other. And that was a little bit weird. Um, but, but no, I mean, Margot Robbie could have had this. This could have just been her movie. It you kind know, of like, felt literally. like it was for the most part. Like most of it was the Harley Quinn story with these underdeveloped friends of hers. I don't agree with that. Cool. Speak on that. I I I think I think the one character that probably does get underserved is is Hel- Helena Bartinelli. And I, I I am willing to give you that one, but I think characters like Montoya and Dinah had had plenty to go on. You know, especially within their own scenes. Yeah, but they um, were brief, and, and we get a little bit of context of why they're there, but... What do you mean they were brief? Montoya and Dinah had a whole scene in, in Dinah's flashback about how uh, Dinah's mother was a, 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 a the Black Canary. Right. And I... They were, were like, what, 10-minute scenes, though? I guess I guess that's good enough, but the movie was only an hour and a half. How long do you want? <laughs> like hour yeah. forty five ish, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason why I I feel the way that I do about these characters, I think, uh, is that and, and res- with respect to not feeling like they got as much as they should have, we already had Suicide Squad, and mm. she was. 
in, I mean, in my mind, she was the main character in that movie. If not, I mean, you could maybe argue between her and Deadshot. Oh yeah, I definitely um, agree with that. Uh, but she didn't. She she got a lot. She got a lot out of that film. And so for her to get this film now, where she's you know one hundred percent the main character, and you know we already kind of know her deal. I wished we had seen more of these characters. I think Huntress has a story that could easily be its own movie. Sure. In two thousand and five, that's a movie that gets that could get made. It, it's very Electra. similar to like, huh? Electra. Yeah, that's that's what you're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it just felt like she got the short end of the stick in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, I just I, I wanted so much more of Dinah, and I understand what you're saying, Kale. Like she was she was focused on. She had a lot of scenes. Every scene that almost every scene Black Mask was in, she was in. Mm. Um, and then she had her own scenes, so she mm-hmm. had quite mm-hmm. a bit. I just wished there was more. Part of that is because I think that the acting was so strong. Mm. I, I think that I think Journey did a great job. Um, but I just I just liked the character. I, I that was the character that mm. I enjoyed the most. It was the one that resonated with me the most, and I just wanted more. That's all. Mm. Mm. Um, what what did they do with Harley Quinn in, in Suicide Squad? The the long and short of it is she was in prison. She gets out on this Suicide Squad <laughs> deal. Uh, you see, see sequences of her and the Joker, where the Joker is basically, you know, treating her the way you would imagine. Uh, she's not rocking with that anymore. She wants better treatment. She wants to, you know, get out on her own. Suicide Squad stuff happens, and at the end of the movie. Uh, she is not with the Joker. I believe it ends with them not together. The as I oh boy, as I recall, and I feel like I was drunk through this whole movie. Uh, but most people who watched it do. Uh, I feel like the Joker dies. Oh, in quotation. There's that whole yeah. The the there was a helicopter, right? Yeah, the explosion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Suicide Squad trailers. Vaguely, it was like three years ago. That's what, that's what happened. So, obviously Joker isn't dead by the end of Suicide Squad. They don't even make reference to that point. Nope. But, uh, either way, they end up broken up in this movie. You don't need to have seen Suicide Squad to understand where it's coming from. Yeah, I was about to say, like, if the whole premise of that movie is, oh, they're broken up. I was like, well, what, what's the point here, then? No, they were together oh. in Suicide Squad. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. No, the, the background that she lays out in this film uh, about the Suicide Squad, thin as it was, was what happened. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was wondering if I was missing something, but clearly not. No, not really. Okay. Uh, so the the whole movie really gets sort of started. The inciting incident is is that yeah uh, explosion at the the chemical plant where she's making her statement that her and the Joker are splitsville, 
And once that happens, it kind of opens up the floodgates because, as it turns out, there were so many people who wanted her dead that wouldn't touch her while she was with the Joker. But now that she's not, don't or don't have those reservations and want her dead. I thought that that was weak because, first of all, how do you know that they're going to stay broken up? Right, because the impl- they they say several times they've broken up, you know, fifty million times before, and it never sticks, or whatever the case may be. Uh, so how do you know that they're stuck now? Just because she blew up a chemical plant, Harley's crazy. That could happen, yeah, you know, any day of the week. Um, but then also, just because they're broken up doesn't mean that the Joker is just gonna let you murder her, right? Like he's a crazy ex boyfriend. He's the Joker. He'll kill you for less. I didn't really feel like. That was, I didn't feel like that was that strong. Uh, that that didn't bother me so much as much as the blowing up the the chemical plant as a uh, a sign of being broken up. Right. That that didn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, I Likewise. mean, if you're just a criminal, you could think like, <laughs> you know, I guess they're having another fight again. These two crazy like two crazy people or you know you could think like oh i guess the joker blew up his own fucking place again ace chemicals who knows he's a fucking crazy person yeah that 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 whole motive just or that whole moment as a big sign didn't land yeah i thought that was a little weak and i think part of that is the fact that the joker wasn't in the movie uh I'm not sure that I feel like he should have been the main villain or anything like that, although I think there's an argument that could be made there. Um, But him not appearing at all made it so that when she does blow up that chemical plant and there is this whole big stink, it's kind of like, all right, if you say so, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't – I don't – I don't necessarily agree that I – the Joker should have been in it in any fashion but uh that yeah uh like i said that statement was muddy muddled at best did jared leto is like done right he doesn't want to do this anymore or something uh they don't want him to do it anymore apparently he was real upset about joaquin phoenix yeah okay they just haven't asked him back uh and then, and then I think the second character who starts to get some shine is actually Rosie Perez's Renee Montoya as the mm. the lead detective. Well, the lead detective in our in our eyes, but marginalized by uh, the department. Um, she's obviously very good at her job, and I like that they made that point. But she keeps getting her thunder stolen by the captain and by mm. others who you know just don't see her as being particularly good. Um, and I loved the sequence where she's able to break down that murder, how that all went down when Huntress, we see her kill these, these crime bosses or whatever. And, uh, Renee's able to figure out, um, what actually happened. I thought that was a great introduction for the character. Yeah. Immediately establishes her as someone who, um, is able to, let me put it this way I feel like this is the most effective use of like a detective character in like a comic book movie and this is like probably. Yeah, after sure. like eight Batman movies yeah I think that's probably true uh, 
I wasn't in love with the fact that the only reason she was aware that the chemical plant was blown up by Harley was that the necklace was found. Because it's like, if you blow up a chemical plant, right, what this is what survived, you know? And also, again, it was extremely close to the scene of the other crime that she was investigating. So it was a little silly, but again... You know, these were things we had to accept in the early game to get into the film. The other thing is, you know, of course you might find Harley stuff around that chemical plant. It doesn't mean that she would be responsible for the explosion necessarily, but whatever. What did you guys think about Renee Montoya's overall uh, characterization in the film? It was kind of hit or miss for me. Um I, I I think overall I liked it. I thought the the choice of making her someone who was a bit older uh, was really good, and I think that worked for the the pedigree of the character and sort of made it uh, made her gravity I think a little more yeah um, palpable. But I, I I found her to be a little. Um, uh, I don't. The word that's coming to mind is grading. I knew you were going to say that, but it didn't. It like it doesn't feel like that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, it felt a lot of her portrayal, and this very well could this very well could be the uh, the t shirt she was wearing. The I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> so, a bit of her characterization felt like good detective with a. Uh, a sheen of Family Guy. Well, it's Deadpool. It's the Deadpool impact of the movie, I guess. Uh, but better. Uh, like, like, like in the Deadpool movie, I feel like she would have been a Family Guy character. I see now. I see now. I'm saying she she was good, but she accidentally picked up a Family Guy Kleenex and blew her nose with it. I... I, I guess I – it felt very basic, her character. Like, in the sense of her – maybe not her character, but her arc. Okay, mm. it was exactly what you would expect. She's a woman, so of course no one takes her seriously. They, you know, they take her shine away. She doesn't get the opportunities that she should have. She's still a detective after all these years, but she's really good at it. But no one sees it. And then something happens that forces her off the force, but she's going to take matters into her own hands. I feel like I've seen that movie a lot of times. Yes. That's any cop movie. Yeah. it's it, And they, they even make jokes about it, I, I believe. Uh, it was yeah. referenced. Yeah. Yep. But I think I think – I think that's kind of what you have to expect with this movie. Like, I'm not looking for them to. I'm not looking for an in-depth interpretation of of a underappreciated police officer. You'll get that more in Zootopia than you will here. You know. I hear that, but that's good. Thanks. Good pull. Thanks. I was actually trying to find uh, uh, an instance where that what her arc is a, a, a female cop. Yeah. Uh. Okay, fair enough. So, well, I guess we'll move on from that I, character. I, Go ahead. I feel like you wanted a, and I feel like I knew this going in that you wanted like an actual Birds of Prey movie. Yes. Yeah. I definitely did. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I did too. But I think I think 
think going in, we had to know that wasn't going to happen. But I, but I also think like that's what Margot Robbie was working for here. I thought she was. But, well, and that's what we got at the end. Yes, when they're all split up. Were it not for her, none of this would have happened. Yeah, I mean, it like she's made no bones about the fact that this could have been a Harley Quinn movie only. Yeah. But she yeah. wanted to introduce these characters because she felt like we needed that. Um, and that would make the movie more interesting. I don't know if she's right. Uh, hmm. I think she's right. If you're I, I, go ahead. I, I wouldn't have enjoyed a Harley Quinn movie. Okay, maybe you wouldn't have. But I think if you're if you're DC, if you're Warner, what's more appealing? Getting your Deadpool or a movie that is kind of like your Deadpool but has these other characters that no one knows about and no one cares about. But that's what Deadpool is. No. Deadpool is Colossus and the Explodey Girl, and then his girlfriend, and then Deadpool Two had a uh, metal arm guy who was Thanos, and then uh, <laughs> Dave, Jesus. and then all those other characters. Pyro. Like that's what Deadpool is. Yeah, but not because the characters that you're talking about are very clearly not focal points. There's no effort made to develop them. Like Colossus doesn't really have a character arc. Um, you know, no one is really important. Deadpool is 100% the centerpiece, and those characters are just props to play for him to play off of. Whereas this movie definitely tries to make the characters around Harley real. I wonder if and that's I think a- by the end, what you're supposed to come away with is that these are characters that you would care to see on screen in their own outing, even if it's opposite Harley as with her as the villain. But I think that's what the movie wanted to do, and I'm not so sure it succeeded. And I think that's where the root of my issue was. And I'm wondering if that's worse, because when I talk about how it feels like like Huntress is underdeveloped, even though she has a motive and she has scenes just on her own that establish her as a character and her her whole deal, she still feels underdeveloped somehow. And I don't know if I leave the movie thinking like, you know, wow, I really would love to see more Huntress. And I like Huntress as a character. I've always enjoyed her. But I, 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 it feels like the movie doesn't entirely know what it wants to be. Uh, it's a Harley Quinn movie with friends who I don't know if I care about the friends. Whereas in Deadpool, it's a Deadpool movie with friends, but it knows that the friends are underdeveloped. And maybe you like Colossus as kind of a straight man to the character. But you know, after that, it doesn't make me say, oh, man, I really want to see more Colossus. And I, that's another character who historically I've been a big fan of. I guess I just don't get how, like, to me, that makes this the better example. Because the characters all have backstories and motives and, you know, and they're underserved, but they're underserved because you're also comparing them to comic book characters. Mm. Like, I... I I see this as a win for the Birds of Prey because the best we've gotten is a forgotten WB series. Well, that, but that's that's you coming at this with your low expectations, right? So you're like, well, since we've never had anything good before, this is good. 
I'm saying we've never had anything good before. I want better. I want these characters to be characters that can shine on their own because I know they are because they have before in the comics. And I don't think that they need the Harley Quinn, you know, rope to bring them along. At least in this way, for me, it wasn't a success. Um, And I'd be interested to hear what audiences that aren't me think about it. But I'm certainly not coming at this from the perspective of simply the comics because if you look at Hawkeye and Black Widow, right, everyone said that they were underserved in Avengers and we all knew who they were, you know, and and they had even appeared in movies prior to that. And we still felt like they didn't get much to do. So I think it's fair to say I feel the same way here as I did there. And I think I think in light of something like Guardians of the Galaxy, there's no reason you couldn't do a no, here we fucking go. <laughs> Phil with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Jesus. I don't see I don't I don't think there's a reason you can't do a good like Birds of Prey movie. Uh and I think in team movies where characters aren't given a ton of time to um you're given lim- limited real estate to establish characters. And I think I think ultimately the biggest problem with the movie is probably the screenplay. Okay. Because I think the the writing isn't good enough to pull a lot out of all these characters. You know? Like everything we talked about in the outset, we were complimenting some of the acting. We complimented the way it looks. Some of the action. But we're not really complimenting the story, the characters, and that's where it comes short. I we've complimented a ton of the characters. I guess you have. I haven't. <laughs> I, I mean, Sean has too. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like I said, I enjoyed the characters. My problem is not even that I didn't like them. My problem is that I wanted more of them. Which yeah, I guess if you're. I guess if you're Warner and you're trying to start a franchise, that's a good problem to have. The thing is that I'm not so sure that this movie made me feel like, okay, if they eventually announce Birds of Prey 2 and this is, these are the characters and this is the, this is what we can expect as far as the, uh, the energy of the film. I'm not so sure that's a film I want to see because I want to see these characters not in Harley's world. But if you take them out of Harley's world, then that's a completely different looking movie than what we got here. Um, so we, we're talking about some of the supporting characters. We've we've talked at length, I feel like, about Renee. Uh, we talked a little bit about feeling like Helena Bertinelli's character was lacking. Uh, Kale, how did you feel about you? You said you felt like she was lacking a bit. Um, what do you what do you think about her character here? I would have I would have liked to have seen her um that's probably the area of the film I would have liked to have been expanded. I would have liked to have seen her more in action in the way we saw the other characters. She felt like a a character that was uh, I, I, low in importance, like the uh, even even the 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 guy who ran the the Chinese restaurant felt a bit more important than her, you know. Doc. Um, 
and that's f- and that's fine but like she's also second on the billing so um i thought her arc was good i mean I, there's you know there's enough there to call it an arc you know she had a story yeah which is good it's fine uh but yeah i i would have liked to have seen more to more to like i found her a bit uh a bit like drax and i didn't feel like it had earned it didn't give me enough time to like it i want to i want to take that what you just said about her being like drax and combine that with how i felt about this character cuz i do think they're related so I actually felt like as a as a solo character, she has the most potential outside of Harley because she has a compelling backstory and she's a really cool character with an interesting weapon and things like that. So the the movie makes her the butt of jokes quite a bit and I think that that was done to humanize her a little bit because she's very terminatory. Mm-hmm. Um and you compared her to Drax. Now, in Guardians, Drax is the butt of a lot of jokes, too. The thing is that Drax is also oblivious, and he doesn't care, right? He's not... You're not meant to take him super seriously because of the way that he's that he is presented and what his character's like. But I think in this case, it actually takes heat away from Huntress when she's made the butt of those jokes because mm-hmm. she doesn't have the humor element or the the stone wall element that Drax has to shrug that stuff off. It's like she's so being it actually, buried. Yeah, it felt like a burial. Uh, I've seen a lot of conversation that she uh, is probably on the autism spectrum, which you know I, I'm not going to make that claim or oh. comparison. I don't know what that's like, but I, you know, if people got that, then cool. I, you know, that's like a whole other. You know? Yeah, 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 definitely. If it's not explicitly stated, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to uh, put that on it. But it seems like that's what some people got. Well, you know that that's even. You could then say, well, then they're making fun of someone who's autistic in yeah. the movie. So it's kind of. Uh, I just, I just, for me, mm-hmm. would have liked it if she was treated a little bit more seriously. She's introduced as this big threat. But then by the time she starts interacting with the other uh, main characters, she's watered down to the point where it's like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. What about Cassandra Kane? Oh, I don't even know why they bothered. Yeah. Why use that name? Yep. Oh, because, it's a, because people, some people know that name, I guess, is why. Well, then anyone who knows that name would know better. Like that's it was that's dumb. Well, that's what I I like. I I liked the girl. Yes, yeah, and I think Ella J. Lo- Basco did a great job playing the character. Is she Dante Basco's kid? I don't. I don't know. Rufio. Who's Rufio? From Hook. Never seen Hook. Uh, oh, shot. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know, but uh, uh, speak on her anyway. I, I like she's her. she's the um, niece like of Dante Alan. Basco. Oh shit! Cool. Uh, Rufio. Oh, 
Um, I I thought uh, I I liked her as a you know a a, a plot device. You know, it, it gave uh, it gave her uh, a reason to be around. You know, it gave Harley uh, a reason to sort of you know grow up in or or, or to to face her problem. Right. You know, in a in a real way. Um, I just, uh, the the name thing really stuck in my craw. Um, like what a what a waste of that character's name. Sean did did I'm Go sure ahead, that Phil. I was gonna ask a separate thing, but I'm sure uh, this usage of Cassandra Kane bothered you. But I was gonna ask if this being the inciting incident for the birds of prey to come together, and for why Black Mask. Uh, the primary reason Black Mask is so mad is because he wants the diamond. Did, like, was that weak to you at all, or were you able to just kind of accept it and move on? That one, I was more able to accept for some reason. Uh, I, I mean, Black Mask is a character not going to be motivated by some harebrained scheme to, you know, run the world or end the world or whatever and so you need something smaller scale and i feel like you know having the the diamond and the idea that this diamond has this information which is going to let lead him to get a lot of money which is going to let him run gotham i think that's the kind of thing that would motivate black mask so that's fine okay did, did the cassandra kane bother you then oh god yeah okay it's just like that's just one of those things where you could have named her literally, and she could have been named Jane Doe. It, d- it didn't yep. matter. So why name yep. her that? Clark Kent. Why yep. waste that? Yeah. It's frustrating. And I these movies have historically done things like that. Yeah. So this is not... It's one, yeah. it's one of those things that, like, you know, like, not only did we know we were never going to see Batgirl... You know, Cassandra came back, girl. Right. But similar to you know, and I think this sort of goes to the 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 end of the movie with this as a Birds of Prey film. Like I, I sort of feel like it's one of those cases where we know we're never going to get that. Yeah, it's an Easter egg for no one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because the character is nothing. <laughs> She's. Like I said, a, a catalyst. Like, there's nothing to her. What do you guys think about her relationship with Harley, though? Oh, like, how how it, it, she kind of... She kind of is a, is a plot device... Or not, I guess, like, a kind of like a plot device for Harley to, like, grow as a character. Like, it, it was fine. Uh, how about you? I liked Taylor? it. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were, I thought it was fun. I liked it too. I I there, go ahead. there are worse there are worse films with that exact plot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was cool with it. I, it. It actually allowed us to see a different side of Harley. It allowed us to see her kind mm. of caring about someone in a legitimate, real way. Even though she turns on that, we you know when she gives, she's ready to give this girl up to save her own life. Mm. Um, but even just those moments where they're sitting on the couch yeah. at, at Harley's house and whatnot, I thought that those were, you know, that was strong stuff. And I like where they ended up. I like her kind of scooping Cassandra up um, and them going out, you know, and doing whatever they're going to do. I, I, I like that. I thought that was good. So let's talk about Black Mask. He He's definitely... 
got the echoes of the character that we know from the comics. He, he definitely has some of that, but he's also got a flamboyance here that's not present in other depictions of the character. Mm-hmm. And he is the primary antagonist here. Um, what, do you, what did you guys think about his whole deal? Uh, he, I don't, I didn't, I, I, I knew he was, I don't always have a big, I don't take huge, I don't know how I'm going to say my sense. I, I don't, I don't, clearly, I don't usually take umbrage when a movie wants to deviate from a lesser known comic book character's portrayal. Oh, you mean like Cassandra Kane? Uh... Uh well, she was. Yeah, I, that that didn't Go bother on. me too Go much. On. But anyway, um, I think I think Ewan McGregor is a is a meaty enough. He's an actor that can and can pull off enough of a of a meaty performance that it doesn't bother me if he is gonna play Roman well. I I liked mm. what they were going for with the with the kind of art. Fop guy who cuts off faces, mm. but also gets Botox injections for his own face. Um, and I think I think how Ewan McGregor portrayed him had a lot of life to it. That while I don't think it was necessarily like great, I, I, I think it was good enough that it didn't it didn't bother me too much. Right. Okay. Uh, what about you, Kill? Uh, he was a character. I feel comfortable saying he came across as grating to me i found him very annoying it was too much it felt like too much too much and like it felt like it was too much without giving enough at the same time like he went he went all in on his version of the character and like one aspect but there wasn't enough subtext or there wasn't enough text to back up the subtext yeah i think that's true but i feel that way about like everyone in the movie <laughs> i f- i really felt it with him because I, I i felt like he was playing a stereotype mm. Mm. but i felt like it i felt like it was taken to such an extreme level that he probably should have just given in to the stereotype like Zaz and 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 Sionis were definitely fucking right. Like, can we let's let's put that out there? Like, <laughs> that, yeah, that was the impression that I got. Right. I just to me, he just felt like he felt like the sassy gay dude who got too right. much power, and it was just it was so much without giving in to that stereotype. And I don't know if that's a good thing. I I'm with you. I think if he was gonna be gay, if that's what they were going for, let him be gay. Let him let yeah. him and Zaz be that. That's fine. I didn't I didn't have any problem with that. And I liked that he had someone who he could who could be his companion. Um, somebody who he could bounce off of. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. But it would have been more compelling to me had they leaned into the idea. That Zaz was his sick, like like this was their Joker Harley in a weird way. 
You know, sure. um, yeah, I could have appreciated that, but it felt like there was a fear on the part of the, you know, creative team behind the movie to push it there. I don't know. I don't know about the creative team, but definitely, Studio? like I could see that being a, a producer choice. Yeah, whoever you know, whoever, the, the head, yeah. the head honchos, as yeah. opposed to like the writers and the the directors. Yeah. Um, seeing him in the mask was cool. Man, I'm so done with shit like that. I gotta say, you know, <laughs> this is not 2002. You can have the character wear their mask, and it's fine. Okay, I, I you glitched out on me, so I missed what you said. Yeah, okay. Mm. It's just frustrating. Why? Why did he wear it for three seconds? I I think I think it. To me, I I liked the power of that moment, but I do agree. Like, he probably should have been wearing it when he's cutting people's faces off. <laughs> like that would have made a lot of sense, right? Right. He's not a known criminal by like the the in the, the whole movie is predicated on the idea that they don't know that Roman Sionis is a is a crime boss. So when he's out here doing crime, he should probably conceal his identity. But he doesn't. Maybe it's cuz he thinks that those people are going to die anyways, but I just don't I don't like that. It's so yeah. Ewan McGregor can show his face. And 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 his performance was powerful. And it was boisterous, and I understand that his facials really lent to that. But at, if you're gonna if you're gonna say he's black mask, a big part of black mask is his black mask. <laughs> why would he not wear so, his black mask? So why do they call him black mask? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. But how often did they actually call him the black mask in the film? Like they mostly Sionis. call him Sionis, yeah. right? That's absolutely correct. So, in my opinion, he could have been John Doe. Yep. Fair. It's the Cassandra Kane thing. Uh, yeah, I I wanted to like him because I've been dying for Black Mask to get a, a proper stage. I think he's a character that that people could enjoy, and I liked him in the. Um, there was one animated movie that they had made. I can't remember. He was in Under the was, Red Hood. Was in it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I really liked him in that. And um, yeah, I just don't feel like I walked away from this movie feeling like I had just seen the black mask that I enjoy on screen. And I also can't say I walked away from this movie loving the black mask that I did see. Yeah. Uh, I guess you weren't happy about Victor Zaz then. I thought Zaz was really bad. Another waste. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the actor and I like his performance. Yep. I thought he actually was probably the one male character where I was like, okay, yeah, I can fuck with this guy. I'm glad you said that. I thought the performances, like what we're saying about the characters, notwithstanding the script, whatever. I thought the performances across the board were all really good. Yeah. 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 That's how I feel. And that's what makes this movie so hard to talk about, is that everybody did their job well. I think that I think Kathy Ann did a great job directing this movie. I really do. I think that there was a lot of really cool the action in this movie is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh I think Harley Quinn 
her fight scenes were really Very good. Well I think there were a lot of great, yep, a lot of great choices. And you can tell when you go online, a lot of the people who have seen this movie have been talking about certain moments, like uh, the the hair tie moment. Everyone keeps talking about that moment, and it's like it's great. Like yes, we need we need movies that have moments that people remember. You know, we get five or six of these a year. They, they, you know, what do you remember from Suicide Squad? We need that. But it sucks that you can't also get, at least in this instance, we couldn't also get memorable characters who are memorable memorable because of what they do in relation to who they are, mm-hmm. you know, and who we know them to be. We didn't, we didn't get that here. I also wonder, similar to what we were saying about Ewan McGregor, I wonder how much they were allowed to, you know, to, to put on screen, you know? That could be that could be why, you know, Helena Bertinelli didn't didn't feel that great. And it was just, you know, they weren't allowed to give much, probably because they assume, ah, eh, we'll use her somewhere down the line. Let's let Margot have her thing. Yeah, I don't know. By all accounts, this appears to really have been uh Margot Robbie's brainchild and that she had a lot of hands on the project. I think the Ewan McGregor thing, I could definitely see an executive saying, nah, let's not even, let's not, you know, be that overt about it. I think that happens in every industry, creatively. Mm. Um, The other stuff, though, I'm more willing to bet that that was, that those were creative choices. Uh, Gail Simone was on Twitter and she was talking about how there were some things that were changed from the comics that, you know, she didn't, that, 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 that were tough for her because she, the, the birds of prey were put on the map in a lot of ways by her and, and a few other creators, like but babies. she had a lot to, do like baby. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, my feeling is that this is the movie they wanted. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. Um, speaking of the action, let's just chew on that a little bit. I I thought the action was really good. Every time someone did a cartwheel, and let me tell you, I counted the cartwheels. <laughs> I flew into the next aisle. <laughs> the, the the 40X experience, like when I said it was a roller coaster, I'm not, it was the whole movie. Oh my god, this movie was nonstop action too. You must have been like that's throwing my up man, at the end. That's why this whole fucking episode <laughs> I'm trying to lay it down. It was terrible. I was motion sick. It was so bad. I didn't believe you. Now I do. I That sounds really I've shitty. I've never been in a scenario where I could see a movie like that. Don't don't put yourself okay. in one. Um no, the action was great. Um, Harley, like, Margot Robbie, like, really thrives in, like, an action scene. And it wasn't easy because there, there were scenes yeah. where she's, like, on roller skates and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you, when she was on, on top of that car kicking those dudes' ass, I was like, dude, she's doing all that in roller <laughs> yeah, skates. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, and I think it, sometimes it's hard to stand out in the landscape of like movies where there's like action scenes in like most like blockbusters but uh 
that's something I'll like. That's something I'll definitely remember about this movie is that like it was a satisfying, like a lot of satisfying action sequences and a lot of it. Uh, the movie is action packed from start to finish. Uh, to the point though, I will say where by the end I was a little bit tapped out. Um, oh, you were tapped out. <laughs> uh, the, the, there were some cringe moments, not in the. Not in the way that that word is typically used, but like when uh, Harley jumps on that one guy's legs. Ooh, yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was hard to look at. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought the action was really great. I really loved the way that the action scenes felt appropriate for the characters. So like, yeah, yeah. Renee Montoya can fight, but she's the character among the birds of prey who gets beat beat up the most because mm. she's older and not as fast and probably not as skilled as any of the other fighters. So she can kind of hold her own, but she also gets thrown around a little bit. Harley is very graceful. She's she's very graceful. You can based on her body, you can imagine how she would fight. And even though we don't know what her training is, um, as comic book fans, we're used to seeing her like that. So it was cool that they brought that to life. And I don't feel like Suicide Squad did as good of a job mm. with her action as, as they did here. There's one thing Jess said as we were leaving was uh, the movie, it did feel hyper-violent, but it felt appropriate. Like, none of it felt like, like, based on the characters we were given, like, it was all, it it didn't feel oh, over the top. Sure. Uh, it's not like a Man of Steel scenario where like an entire city is devastated and you're left saying like, well, why did this happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, Superman didn't snap anybody's neck it's like in this It's like the Deadpool film. thing, too. Like, people will go in expecting hyper-violence. Oh, okay. I get... I understand what she meant now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I didn't... I wasn't questioning anyone's level of violence in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. that's what was yes, intended. yes, that's yes. Yeah, um, I, I I really loved the last the 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 part where they're all in that like fun house, mm-hmm. right? I thought that was pretty. That cool. was cool. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It's weird to talk about this movie because again, it it does have a lot of moments that make you smile, and the action is good. And uh, it presents itself very well. But it was just because of all the things that I liked, it made the things that I didn't like harder to swallow because there was so much potential. Now, mind you, based on the, the, the Rotten Tomato meter, people liked the movie. So an 84% is close to what we all gave it. I just feel like there was something that this movie could have been that was even higher than what we got. Yeah, I I just don't exactly know what that would have been without it being what's come before. How would you feel if they had added about 15 minutes to the runtime? Oh, for Kale, after that experience in the theater, he might have been dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> might have died. Yeah. yeah. Damn 40x seat might have snapped my neck. <laughs> I, I, it, like I don't know. I I'm not interested in seeing movies longer than you know an hour and a half anymore. So that wouldn't have done anything for me. <laughs> well, but from a narrative standpoint, uh, 
I mean, that'll probably be the deleted scenes on the DVD. Okay, Kale. I'm, 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 I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't. What would they have added in 15 minutes that would have made it so much better? I don't. I don't. I, it was just I a don't question. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think that that would have done it. That's that's All kind right. of where I'm at. I can't really place where I think the movie would have been better served. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe more time with the characters together. I don't know. Yeah, that too. By the what I thought, I like I had the most fun with them when they were together, yeah. but that didn't last very long. Exactly. And, that, and the movie was kind of advertised on that premise that it was going to be like girl, like girls, you know, together. And I feel like we didn't get a ton of that. Right. And and then that goes back to the earlier talking point of. What happens when the birds of prey, right? So those three characters, and then let's say there's a part two and they add a couple of people. What happens when those characters don't have Harley Quinn to inject all of the humor and fun? Those three characters on their own, not that fun. Uh, Harley Quinn, she makes it pop. So what happens when they don't have her to play off of in every scene? They add their own. They add, you know, they add a character who does make it pop. I I don't think we're going to get that movie. Well, based on what we're seeing now, numbers-wise, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Any final thoughts? That, um, that uh, carnival set piece was really cool. Like that... Uh, where they when it's first introduced the the funhouse being the screaming woman or whatever yeah oh, that was cool as shit it it made me feel like this Gotham was uh, the Arkham oh interesting Gotham. the Arkham Games Gotham <laughs> it just felt like that yeah totally actually that's cool it, it that's, fits the aesthetic yeah. pretty well yeah um, I like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn but I'll tell you what. Her Australian accent would slip in time, from time to time, and it was always distracting. <laughs> I, yeah. I never caught it. <laughs> yeah. I gotta imagine that's pretty yeah. tough. I like Bruce. Oh, the hyena? Bruce the hyena. He's good. Yeah. Pretty nasty how she let him eat a guy's leg. Well, he's gotta eat, doesn't that's he? pretty Harley Quinn, though. Yeah. Um... The one moment where that I thought was really, really poignant is when um, uh, Doc, the the Chinese food guy, bails on her. And you can really, really see her just fucking working through some shit. Uh, that That was one moment where I was like, damn, this is made by a bunch of women who, like, get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that this movie did to that point is it didn't. There's not a single man in the movie who's worth a damn. Just like real life. Um, uh. There was there was no like <laughs> gratuitous like body shots or ass shots of like the women in the movie either. Like where like the camera hmm. would like pan down over their figure or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing like that. No, 
Nothing like nothing that. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Well, except for the egg sandwich thing. The bacon, egg, and cheese. Um, that was <laughs> sexy as hell. Ooh. That was the most sexualized yeah. sequence of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. That spoke to Kale. Uh, my man, you ever fuck with a Brooklyn bacon, egg, and cheese from a bodega? Mm-mm, you'll get it. <laughs> That's probably right. If I had to, if I had to move back to New York for that, for that, I absolutely would. You wouldn't. I, for for all right, you got for me. a Perkins maybe he would. <laughs> really, really well. Really fucking love that bodega bacon egg and cheese though. <laughs> all right, so that's gonna that's gonna wrap up this conversation about Birds of Prey. I'm very curious to hear what you guys uh, who have seen the movie think of it. And if you haven't seen it and you still listen to this, why didn't you go? Do you have plans to go? Uh, let us know. There are plenty of ways you can do that. You can reach out to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get us on social media, we're at the Comics Pals. If you're on YouTube, leave us a like, drop a comment with your thoughts on the movie. And share the video with your friends if you enjoyed this, and subscribe to the channel if you want more. Normally, we do a weekly podcast about comics. Uh, we talk about the movies, we talk about the books, we talk about the TV shows, and all that jazz. So if you want to hear our show, there's actually an episode of the Weekly Comics Pals show up right now. The newest episode is up alongside this, so you can go check that out as well. And uh, thank you very much for listening. With that, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. You're now being ejected from your seat. What are we, some kind of birds of prey?